0: Section Two, Chapter Twelve of the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jadopi. Section Two, Manhood, Chapter Twelve, The First Christmas Tree. Claus had always kept his promise to the Nooks by returning to the Laughing Valley by daybreak, but only the swiftness of his reindeer has enabled him to do this for he travels all over the world. He loved his work and he loved the brisk night ride on his sledge, and the gay tinkle of the sleigh bells. On that first trip with the ten reindeer, only Glossy and Flossy wore bells, but each year thereafter, for eight years, Claus carried presents to the children of the Nome King, and that good natured monarch gave him in return a string of bells at each visit so that finally every one of the ten deer was supplied, and you may imagine what a merry tune the bells played as the sledge sped over the snow. The children's stockings were so long that it required a great many toys to fill them, and soon Claus found there were other things besides toys that children love. So he sent some of the fairies, who were always his good friends, into the tropics, from whence they returned with great bags full of oranges and bananas which they had plucked from the trees. And other fairies flew to the wonderful Valley of Funnyland, where delicious candies and bonbons grow thickly on the bushes, and returned laden with many boxes of sweetmeats for the little ones. These things Santa Claus on each Christmas Eve placed in the long stockings, together with his toys, and the children were glad to get them, you may be sure. There are also warm countries where there is no snow in winter, but Claus and his reindeer visited them as well as the colder climes, for there were little wheels inside the runners of his sledge, which permitted it to run as smoothly over bare ground as on the snow. And the children who lived in the warm countries learned to know the name of Santa Claus as well as those who lived nearer to the Laughing Valley. Once, just as the reindeer were ready to start on their yearly trip, a fairy came to Claus and told him of three little children who lived beneath a rude tent of skins on a broad plain where there were no trees whatever. These poor babies were miserable and unhappy, for their parents were ignorant people who neglected them sadly. Claus resolved to visit these children before he returned home, and during his ride "'He picked up the bushy top of a pine tree, "'which the wind had broken off, "'and placed it in his sledge. "'It was nearly morning when the deer stopped "'before the lonely tent of Skins "'where the poor children lay asleep. Claus at once planted the bit of pine tree in the sand "'and stuck many candles on the branches. "'Then he hung some of his prettiest toys on the tree, "'as well as several bags of candies. "'It did not take long to do all this,' "'for Santa Claus works quickly.' "'And when all was ready, he lighted the candles, "'and thrusting his head in at the opening of the tent, "'he shouted, "'Merry Christmas, little ones!' "'With that, he leaped into his sledge "'and was out of sight before the children, "'rubbing the sleep from their eyes, "'could come out to see who had called them. "'You can imagine the wonder and joy of those little ones "'who had never in their lives known a real pleasure before.' when they saw the tree, sparkling with lights that shone brilliant in the grey dawn, and hung with toys enough to make them happy for years to come. They joined hands and danced around the tree, shouting and laughing, until they were obliged to pause for breath. And their parents also came out to look and wonder, and thereafter had more respect and consideration for their children, since Santa Claus had honoured them with such beautiful gifts. THE IDEA OF THE CHRISTMAS TREE PLEASED CLAUS, AND SO THE FOLLOWING YEAR HE CARRIED MANY OF THEM IN HIS SLEDGE AND SET THEM UP IN THE HOMES OF POOR PEOPLE WHO SELDOM SAW TREES AND PLACED CANDLES AND TOYS ON THE BRANCHES. OF COURSE HE COULD NOT CARRY ENOUGH TREES IN ONE LOAD OF ALL WHO WANTED THEM, BUT IN SOME HOMES THE FATHERS WERE ABLE TO GET TREES AND HAVE THEM ALL READY FOR SANTA CLAUS WHEN HE ARRIVED and these the good Claus always decorated as prettily as possible, and hung with toys enough for all the children who came to see the tree lighted. These novel ideas, and the generous manner in which they were carried out, made the children long for that one night in the year when their friend Santa Claus should visit them. And as such anticipation is very pleasant and comforting, the little ones gleaned much happiness by wondering What would happen when Santa Claus next arrived? Perhaps you remember that stern Baron Brown, who once drove Claus from his castle and forbade him to visit his children. Well, many years afterward, when the old Baron was dead and his son ruled in his place, the new Baron Brown came to the house of Claus with his train of knights and pages and henchmen. "'and dismounting from his charger, "'bared his head humbly before the friend of children. "'My father did not know your goodness and worth,' he said, "'and therefore threatened to hang you from the castle walls. "'But I have children of my own "'who long for a visit from Santa Claus, "'and I have come to beg that you will favor them hereafter "'as you do other children.' "'Claus was pleased with this speech,' for Castle Brown was the only place he had never visited, and he gladly promised to bring presents to the baron's children the next Christmas Eve. The baron went away contented, and Claus kept his promise faithfully. Thus did this man through very goodness conquer the hearts of all, and it is no wonder he was ever merry and gay, for there was no home in the wide world for he was not welcomed more royally than any king. End of chapter twelve. Recording by Jadopi. www.publicdomainaudiobooks.blogspot.com